On this episode of the Views and News podcast, Heather Bonet and I discuss the 2024 grant opportunities from the Arizona Criminal Justice Commission. We'll summarize the grants available for application and give some tips on a successful application, as well as offer some grant resources to help you apply. This is a special edition of the Views and News podcast, and we're here with Heather Bonet, the Victim Services Program Manager, to talk about our 2024 grant announcements. We have three grants that opened today, Monday, January 30th. One is the Victim Assistance Grant. Second one is the Drug Program Grant. And a third one is the Residential Substance Abuse Treatment Grant. Heather, what can you fill us in on the Victim Assistance Grant? Hello, Tony. So we have the Crime Victim Assistance Program Grant opening today, Monday, January 30th, 2023. Keep in mind the deadline for this application is 3 p.m. on Friday, March 10th, 2023. So keep that deadline in mind. For this grant, the Victim Assistance Program Grant does provide grant funds to those public agencies, tribal agencies, nonprofit organizations that provide victim assistance services or services addressing victimization in Arizona. So grant proposals will be considered from those agencies that provide potential services related to crisis intervention, emergency services, support services, court-related services, notification services, training for paid or volunteer staff of agencies, as well as production of educational or outreach materials. So those are some of the broad projects that could be funded under this program. We do anticipate that we'll have approximately $750,000 available for the awards with the performance period starting July 1st of 2023. That is a 12-month performance period. So this grant end would end June 30th of 2024. There are some restrictions in the use of funds. So some of those ineligible activities to consider that, that would not be eligible for funding under this opportunity um, consist of broad crime prevention efforts, general public relations programs, advocacy for particular legislation or administrative reform, general criminal justice agency improvement, or a project in which the victims are not primary beneficiaries. So those would be projects that are not eligible under this funding opportunity. For applicants interested in submitting an application, keep in mind there are match funds that are a requirement of this program. So we do require 20% of the total grant award be from a match source. And you can see more information regarding all of that in the solicitation. Again, this is an application that does open today. And the deadline is, again, Friday, March 10th of 2023. Excellent, Heather. Thank you for that. We also have a couple of other grants that are opening today. One is the Drug Gang and Violent Crime Control Program grant. This particular grant application will close on Friday, February 24th, 2023. The Drug Gang and Violent Crime Control Program allows state, county, and local and tribal governments to support activities that combat drugs, gangs, and violent crime in general. The grant program is guided by our statewide strategy, which is the Arizona 2020 through 2025 Drug Gang and Violent Crime Control State Strategy, which really focuses as a priority on illicit drug use, even though the grant program allows for projects that do address gang and violent crime problems. 
really those should have a nexus to the illicit drug use in, in the state. The performance period of this grant is also like yours, Heather, July 1st, 2023 to June 30th, 2024. And the way the grant structured is it allows for purpose areas. Those purpose areas support apprehension efforts, prosecution projects, drug adjudication projects, drug forensics projects, and corrections and community corrections projects. The funding available for this grant for 2024 is estimated to be about $7,049,643. That is comprised of both federal and state funding. And there also is a match requirement. It is a hard cash match requirement of 25% of the total award. The uh, commission makes an award that includes grant funds and an agency's local match funds. The grant pays for things like personnel expenses, employee-related expenses, overtime, travel, operating costs, costs related to contracting or consulting services. The grant can cover equipment. However, it's prioritized lower than personnel costs. So there's no guarantee that funding will remain available to fund any agency's equipment expenses. There are some restrictions on the use of the drug gang and violent crime control grant program funds. They can't be used for either directly or indirectly for security enhancements or equipment to non-governmental criminal justice or public safety uh, entities or agencies. Also, this grant program does not cover indirect costs. Some agencies may have an indirect cost rate that's approved by the federal government, but this program, it's not a tremendous amount of funding, so it does not cover indirect costs. There are also some other items that are either restricted or we cannot use grant funds for. Uh, The restricted items are things like vehicles or boats or aircraft or drones that require prior approval by the federal government because part of this grant would be funded out of federal funds. Things that are not allowable are things like luxury items, real estate, construction projects. Also, it's important to point out that this program cannot use grant funds to fund federal positions because of the federal fund element of the grant program. The second grant that we have available is the Residential Substance Abuse Treatment Grant. That grant will close on March 10th, 2023. Heather, I think that's the same day that your Victim Assistance Grant closes. Important to point that out that um, we have two grants opening on the same day and closing on the same day. So the residential substance abuse treatment grant will close on March 10th. That grant covers expenses that help support either correctional or detention facilities to implement residential or jail-based substance abuse treatment programs. It also provides some funding for post-release treatment, which is treatment that is done with an individual that received treatment while incarcerated, but then they get out and they need to continue the treatment. And so post-release treatment would cover uh, a period of time up to one year of the cost if there are agencies that provide that service. A couple things to know about the RSAT program is the definition of a residential program. It has to be in a correctional setting. It has to be between six and 12 months in length. 
the facilities where individuals receive the substance abuse treatment needs to be set apart from the general corrections population in a dedicated housing facility that's exclusively used by RSAT. The focus has to be on substance abuse problems of the inmate, and programs need to implement or continue a urinalysis or other proven reliable form of drug testing or alcohol testing while individuals are in the RSAT program. The other program is jail-based. It's essentially the same structure as the residential program, except the length is less. It needs to last at least three months. Every effort needs to be made to separate the population, but it's not a requirement to separate the population. And then all the other requirements that fall under residential are in play for jail-based programs. This program does require, under the federal grant, a 25% match, so it's always important to point that out. And then I mentioned post-release treatment, which is treatment after someone gets out, and it can exceed uh, one year. The funding for this grant will be a total of about $3,569,687. That's going to include the federal grant and the match. The federal amount of money that's available is $2,855,750 for fiscal year 2024. So a significant amount that we have out there for, um, for these programs. There are some restrictions on the use of funds. RSAT program funds cannot be used for land acquisition or construction projects, very similar to the drug program grant. And RSAT program funds cannot be used to award to private prisons or jails. And once again, that grant closes on March 10th. Uh, Heather, I think in closing and wrapping up here, can you offer potential applicants any advice or tips for a successful grant application at the Criminal Justice Commission that applies to really all of our grants? Yeah, Tony. So first of all, if you're applying for any of these opportunities, just pay attention to those grant submission deadlines. Um, I would definitely recommend submitting early to make sure that we've received that application and there's no you know, technology difficulties in submission. And then as it applies to all of the grant opportunities, definitely take a look at all of the announcements. All of these grant applications go through a scoring process. So each of the applications, regardless of what program you're submitting for, will be scored by a team of individuals based on the scorecards that are in the grant announcement. So each program has a specific scorecard towards the end of that announcement. Definitely take a look at those and make sure that, you know, as you're submitting and, and drafting your application, that you're touching on all those elements that are in the scorecard. The scores as they are submitted by by those reviewers of the application, those are the basis for ACJC staff determining, you know, a, a potential program recommended allocation plan that goes before the various committees and then ultimately the final commission for review and approval. So definitely take a look at those scorecards so you're not missing any of the elements that are required for a successful grant application. Also, all of the announcements provide an application checklist. So there is a checklist with just those items that are required as part of the application. Um, and obviously, we do review and score that those applications are complete and accurate. So make sure you're paying attention to those. And with that, I know we also have some other additional resources available in addition to kind of reviewing the solicitation. Tony, do you have a, have a look at some of those? Yeah, so it's important to point out that ACJC staff will talk with any potential grantee 
any past grantee, about any grant proposal, about the contents of an application, what makes an application good at any time until the grant opens. Once the grant opens, ACJC staff is limited to offering advice and counsel on technical matters to make sure that someone is able to negotiate our system and there's no technical problems with our system. However, we do have a lot of really good resources on our website. We just rolled out a Grants 101 training. So for anybody that is new to applying for grants at ACJC, there's a series of videos that we've produced here internally that walk through an application and what makes a good application, and then using our system and our process to submit that application, and then what's expected afterward and what someone would have to deal with if they had a grant with us, things like reporting requirements, for example. And that can be found on our website. We have a training link up at the top. And if you hover over that training link, you'll see a drop-down that shows grant, a Grant 101 training. And that'll take you to that series of videos. We also have on our grants portal, which is where you go to in the system when you want to log in and access the system. There's a landing page there. And right in the middle of the landing page, it has a how do I link. How do I dot, dot, dot. And if you click on that, you will see a series of training videos and manuals that we have that apply to all of our grant. There's a user manual on there on how to access our system and use our system. But we've also produced a number of, of sh very short video tutorials that show someone how to use the system to do things like registering for the system, applying for the grant through the portal, reviewing applications after you've written everything, what do you what do you review to look for to make sure you've checked every box and you're going to have a successful submission. We also have one a short one on award requirements and then another one on reporting. So there's some very good short topics that help a potential applicant better educate themselves on our system and our processes to be used. Well, Heather, I think We've provided some basic information on what we got going on here in our grant solicitations that are out on the street and giving folks uh, some direction on how to apply and how to apply successfully. Yes, so, Tony. The only thing I'll add is if anyone's interested, go to our website, www.azcjc.gov. We have a grants tab at the top. Folks can select that grants tab, scroll to the grants available section, and all of the information that we've talked about will be on that grants available. Um, all of those open opportunities um, and all the information that we've shared today will be there. Great thoughts. Thanks, Heather. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you for listening to the Views and News Podcast. This has been an Arizona Criminal Justice Commission production. For more information about the Arizona Criminal Justice Commission, visit www.azcjc.gov and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you like this episode and are interested in hearing more, subscribe to Views and News on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.